Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Rap and Wrestle Podcast. You guys know me. My name is Derek. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Rap and Wrestle. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and Apple Podcasts as well. Just search at Rap and Wrestle as well. Today, a very special day. Got a very special guest with me. Um, He's a wrestling writer for Blurds Online. Kwame Shakir, how you doing today, man? How's it going? I'm doing well, man. You know, I'm glad to have you on. You know, we've done a lot of uh, back and forth. We're talking about, you know, all the the wrestling that's been going on lately. And, um, you know, I definitely I just wanted to get you on so we could, you know, both share our points of views on certain things that are going on today. Yeah, you know, it's definitely a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Definitely glad to have you as well. Um so, you know, we were talking before, you know, I know you're a, a wrestling writer uh, for Blurs Online. Um, can you kind of just uh, go into how that relationship started and how you became, uh, you know, interested in being a writer for wrestling? Well, you know, um, I actually, you know, thought about being a writer about uh, six years ago. And then around, you know, this month right here, like in 2016, I decided that, I was going to become a writer. Right. And then as, you know, time went by, I started taking it more seriously. And then um, in March of 2018, I, I decided that I wanted to be a writer for uh, Bloods Online. Well, I reached out to the brother that wrote the site by, you know, emailing them saying, hey, you know, I would like to, uh, you know, write articles for the site. And, uh, you know, he replied, you know, hey, you know, send me an article now. I'll see how much I like it. And, if I like it, you know, you're on board. And then once I got the uh, reply back from him a few days later, he actually liked what I read and would like what I wrote. He, and I'm like, all right, I'm actually glad that um, I get to be a writer, you know, for Bloods Online because I can actually, you know, do so much as a writer on them. Yeah, so definitely. I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's always good when you could, you know, give your thoughts, um, you know, opinionated thoughts on subjects, uh, especially ones that involve, you know, us. Um, do you remember your first, uh, the first article that you wrote that, that you submitted to him to become a writer for them? Uh, I re- um, it, it, it was actually, I think it was like an, uh, like an anime related article, but the, the article that I did start, the, the articles that I did start to write for them in that first year of 2018 we're, you know, we're, we're constructively critiquing WWE, by the way. Okay. And, and one of the biggest problems that affects WWE today is the, like, the, the abuse and overusage of uh, the stars of yesteryear. Yeah. Yeah, because, for example, we, you know, they they, are, they typically bring them back around WrestleMania season. You know, when we saw, uh, you know, uh, Oldberg on Monday night, you know, but the ending was botched, by the way. Um, because they they were pretty much out of time. You know, Drew wasn't even uh, given much time to cut his promo. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the whole ending was botching. I'm like, why? Why does WWE continue to keep going back to the old nostalgia well? You know, uh, to pop reins into, you know, uh, boost, you know, boost interest for the big pay-per-view. Why? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, that, that I don't, I don't understand because, that it's like the same thing with Goldberg. It's like, it's like uh, we 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 liked Goldberg back in the days when he was destroying everybody. He had the undefeated record. That was cool. But it's like now he clearly 
does not have what any shred of what he used to have back in the days. It's like he can't he can't go anymore, and it's just is it's like it's getting to the point where he's in the ring and it's pretty embarrassing to watch him in matches. Like there's no point to it, and we know what it's been like the same formula for like the past two three years. It's like Gober comes in, whoever he's challenging, he beats the champion. And then goes to WrestleMania to lose to that same person over again. It's like they did that same thing with Brock Lesnar. Uh, he lost the title, and then they had him beat the Fiend and take the title from him. It's like nobody wants to see that. <laughs> it's like at all, nobody wants to see that. So I don't. I'm hoping Drew doesn't lose lose the title because Drew has been one of the good things that has been that they has been happening on Raw since you know all this whole pandemic started. So I'm hoping that they don't, you know, take it from him and, you know, we get the same old story that we've been getting with Goldberg for the longest. Yeah, because, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I used to be a new fan of Goldberg back in the uh, the late 90s when he was, uh, you know, dominating WCW. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know a lot, a lot of people tend to not, you know, tend to forget this about him. But much like Roman Reigns, Goldberg didn't come from the Indies either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was, um, you know, homegrown, you know, trained by, you know, WCW, much like Roman Reigns was when he um, started in 2010 in WWE under the developmental system, which I forgot the, the name of it. It was before the, the uh, name became NFT in 2012. Yeah, I know. Um, Goldberg, yeah. Goldberg was at the power plant in WCW and um, yeah. uh, Roman Reigns, I wanted, he probably, maybe, I don't know if it was OVW at the time, but. I know he came through, you know, NXT and all that stuff. Yeah, man, you know, like, Roman Reigns right now to heal is the best thing that ever happened to him. Agreed. Man, that, like, he, he's the best thing on SmackDown right now. You know, everything else is just filler. But his story right now is the highest thing on SmackDown right now. Yeah, no, that's that, that's for sure. And then it's so funny that this is the hottest thing that's going on, probably on all of uh, WWE, that the best storyline that's going. And this is something that the fans have been asking for for a pretty long time for them to turn Roman Reigns Hill. And they finally did it. And look at the success yeah. of it. Yeah, because now, like, when he, when he does go back babyface, uh, uh, if he does ever go back babyface, he'll be... Genuinely cheered, as opposed to um, you know being heavily forced to shove down the fans' throat from 2014 to 2018. By the way, yep, as a as a baby face, yep. Because Roman has Roman has to look and 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 the, and the the persona of a heel man, and he's finally living it out right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you see him, you see you see badass. That's the first thing you think yeah, of. Like absolutely. he's he's a badass and. Like, why would you not let him just unleash him and let him be himself? Yeah. Now he, 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 gets, he gets to finally be himself, the tribal chief. Yeah. And I'm very interested. I'm very interested to see who's going to win the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, because, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I know Daniel Bryan, and he said that he's never, he's done everything else in his 10-year WWE career except for win the Royal Rumble. And I know he wants to, you know, win the Royal Rumble before, uh, you know, he hangs it up. And uh, another, you know, uh, favorite to win uh, is Big E. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, know yeah what's, what, you know what's weird is that 
I've been hearing that they wanted to do actually give uh do B- Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble. So I'm guessing they're they're gonna change that idea if if uh Daniel Bryan's actually in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, they, well, you, you know, there, there's like a six-year story there because Daniel Bryan was actually the guy that caused Roman Reigns to get booed in 2015. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was the guy that caused Roman Reigns to get booed because this was during the peak of Daniel Bryan's babyface run. Mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns was, was was the type of, he was the guy that nobody that, that nobody wanted to win the Roman Reigns. And when he did... Man, that was some of the loudest booze I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that that I was um, what was it? that was in Philadelphia, right? I believe. I th- that, that, was in Phil- that was in Philadelphia. The boo birds were intense. Yeah, no, nah, I was I was at that one. I I went to that that Royal Rumble at the Wells Fargo Center, and it was crazy. That's when the what the Rock came out and saved Roman Reigns and all this stuff, and then but it was it was nuts. Uh, like people were like. Extremely mad because everybody thought that was Daniel Bryan's year to to win it. Yeah, man, they, like WWE tried to use the Rock to get his cousin over here, just backfired miserably. Yeah, nobody nobody was feeling it at all, man. And to do that in Philly of all places is like that's like one of the worst places to do something like that because those fans <laughs> fans are nuts there. <laughs> those, oh man, those fans are crazy. Yeah. That that place was crazy. That was one of the loudest places i've i've been in like ever uh, going to a show for sure hey you, you want to know another you know uh moment in, in the history of wrestling philadelphia ecw one night stand 2005 oh man i can only imagine that man that was absolute man the, the, the crowd went crazy when Sandman came out to the ring man they popped out of their minds yep yep those were some uh, serious, man. some serious crowds, and at that time, yeah, that was the, um, that's the, was that the revival of uh, ECW? Yeah, yeah, during that time, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because all the ECW uh, OGs were there at the event. They only, only them, oh, you man. know, uh, you know, Ray and uh, Eddie them uh, participating in the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yep, I remember that. Yep. That was pretty so, wild. Yeah, for Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, I'd rather uh, personally have Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan over Roman Reigns versus Oldberg. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's what I didn't yeah. understand. That was another thing, too. It was like, I I thought they wanted Goldberg was supposed to come back and fight Roman Reigns because it never happened at WrestleMania. So I don't know, yeah, like, what happened with him and Drew, how that even became a thing. Yeah, you know, you know Goldberg said stuff on Monday that made no sense. He um, said that Drew was disrespecting the legend, which, you know, it never really happened. Yeah. It, like, the whole promo was awfully scripted. Yeah. Like, you can clearly tell that the dialogue in the in the promo was overscripted. It was awful. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty uh, weird one. Um, I I don't know, but you know we'll we'll see where that story goes. But you know what? Like worst case scenario for this year's Royal Rumble. You want to know what the worst case scenario for this year's Royal Rumble is? What's that? If Oldberg wins it. 
If he wins it, maybe he wins it. Maybe the Miz cashes in on him. <laughs> if if Goldberg like, wins the Royal Rumble, people will be absolutely furious. How how if can he? he how, Royal... how can he do that? He can't. He can't go more than a minute and thirty seconds in a the match. They're gonna have to bring him in right at the end. Well, hey, you know, because of his, uh, you know, stamina issues and because he's weak at his old age, like, yeah, he can't go no more than, like, you know, two, three, four, five minutes. Yeah, yep. That is. But if he wins the rumble from some bullshit finish, oh, man, people going to be furious. Yeah, that'll be, that'll pretty much be it. All right, so here. And then, and then, look, and then he finally gets his pit match with Roman Mania. Yeah, that would be horrible, though. I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> I don't think I want to see that at all. If he if he wants a shot with Roman, he could. I mean, apparently, when you're Goldberg, all you gotta do is walk out to the ring and just challenge whoever you want, and you get a title shot. That that seems to be how it goes with him. Hey, you know, hey, this, yeah, because like in WWE, you know, nostalgia, yeah, the overused of uh, uh, the overexposure of nostalgia in WWE is massively, you know, just. Notorious, you know. If, if if you want these old nostalgia ass from the past, well, you can uh, always get an opportunity any time, more so than the current roster. Definitely, yeah. That that's definitely that's true. But I mean, I don't get it. They're they're in love with them. Some hey, some some of the old guys they they still could go, but the majority of them, it's like they they can't do anything. It's like we need to just let those guys go, man. It's different when it's like. You got somebody like Brock Lesnar that's coming in randomly as compared to Goldberg who can't put on a, a decent match at all. Well, uh, the, the, the only decent match that we've had, that we've had to have uh, during this uh, you know, five-year part-time world was to be Brock Lesnar, ironically adult. Yeah. But other than that, all the gold matches have been downright atrocious from the Undertaker to the feet. Yes, they've they've been pretty pretty bad, and it's uh, I don't know they 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 keep at it with him, and I really I really don't understand the fascination with him. It's like yeah, he's a legend. He did some great things in his prime, but it's like right now we gotta we gotta let that yeah. thing you gotta let that go, man. Yeah, you know because you know unfortunately it's it kind of played out at this point. You know fans want to you know see the curve uh you know about to become yeah how do you how do you feel about when they say you know when they when they say wrestling fans um you know that they complain about everything because you know they complain that goldberg is coming back but just a couple weeks everybody was happy that sting went to aew Yeah, no, I could I could definitely see that, and I kind of like what they're doing. And um, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're actually going to put Sting in a match. Um, so I mean, we'll hey, we'll hey. see if that happens. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it could turn out to be. Maybe they might start doing some cinematic things because uh, Sting before he wanted to leave WWE. Um, he actually he want he said he wanted to do a cinematic match with the Undertaker. So maybe that's something they bring into no. AEW where he does cinematic no. matches. He doesn't do actual matches in the ring. Yeah, no. no, he, he actually wanted to do one with the Undertaker, but this wasn't uh, too big on the idea. I Unlike don't, last year. I don't get it. <laughs> last year, uh, last year, cinematic matches uh, were kind of like, um, you know, a hit or miss. Yeah. But but the worst cinematic match, or at least to me, the two worst are like the, the, the two male fight and then the swamp fight, but the best one to me was the Fader and Stampede. I had almost started watching that match. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a pretty good one. Yeah, the swamp one I didn't. The swamp one I wasn't too, you know, too high on. I thought that one was alright, but um, I really like the I like the the Undertaker and AJ. I like that one. I thought that was done cool, and um, I didn't mind. I like the uh, John Cena one in the Fiend. I thought that was pretty cool. Just seeing the different stages of yeah. John Cena's career and all that. I thought that was that was pretty dope the way they did that. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, it, it it is what it is, and we'll we'll see what they do with Sting. Um, how do you, how you know you know we always talk about, and you know, especially you know with us, you being a black writer, me being a black podcast, you know, we always look at things like uh you know representation of people who look like us in the wrestling business. Um, how do you yeah. feel about you know black representation today in wrestling? Man, you know black representation. You know, black representation is very important. You know, for example, you know, my two favorite wrestling events uh, were Black Wrestlers Matter and For the Culture last year. Mm-hmm. Man, the representation at both of those events was so phenomenal. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy watching both of those events. I, I would I would rather watch three hours of both of those events than to watch three hours of Raw. <laughs> amazing <laughs> isn't that amazing yeah yeah and uh, you know Black Wrestling Matter 2 going to happen on uh, June 15th oh that's even that's that's uh, dope that's a good good concept yeah yeah and then I know I think for the culture too hopefully will probably happen during WrestleMania weekend that would be dope too as well I can't wait till you know both of those come back yeah and uh, and I know WWE, you know, stated that they uh, won't have any fans at the moment. I understand they have to be cautious because you don't want to, you know, rush it uh, too soon. Yeah, definitely. You got to be you got to yeah. be safe because there's, you know, especially with things going up and down. Hopefully, things are getting better. You know, they got vaccines going all over the place and all that. So. I don't know. Hopefully, numbers are calming down. People are, you know, doing what they're supposed to do, and you know, hopefully, we can get back to normal events and we can actually see see each other at these wrestling events. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree because you know that you know having those real fans, man, is something I've always loved about wrestling. You know, like man, let's you know as much as I hate twenty twenty. Like the wrestling scene, particularly the indie wrestling scene, to the massive hit last year. Yeah, definitely. To the massive hit. You know, there, there, man, there was so many shows being canceled. There was so many wrestlers canceled, canceled booking, and it was just man, just 
absolute yeah it was it's, it's bad it was bad for wrestlers it was bad i have a you know a lot no. of friends that have uh their own companies that they're running over here on the east coast and i know just how no. bad it is like when you're setting up a show and you're paying for all this stuff and then you know it has to get canceled you're losing out on money and talent is losing out on money too because there's a there's a good amount of these guys that like you know they they make their living off of this and they they pay their bills and and you know take care of their living situation and everything with this money that they make off of wrestling so it you know it i know it hurt a lot of those guys yeah it, it really did and what's even worse about it was that uh, you know there were new there were many wrestlers that got bit with the COVID bug when they you know revealed that they tested positive for COVID last year. Yeah, yeah, that that was a that was something else too that man, was hitting a lot of a lot of guys and it's like once you get that yeah. in the locker room, man, it's like you know that thing is spreading. Yeah, you know, man, like and 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 I you know I actually spoke to. You know, uh, I actually interviewed, you know, one wrestler uh, previously. And, uh, you know, she had revealed that, man, she's had at least five relatives that have been bitten by the COVID bomb. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. How do you, uh, let's say, how do you think, you know, since we're talking about, uh, you know, COVID and the pandemic, um, how do you think the companies, like, mostly the main companies, AEW and WWE, were still running during that time? How do you think they were handling everything with the pandemic going on? You know, AEW was actually, uh, you know, uh, handling the pandemic way better than WWE. You know, WWE was way too re- way too last and not really, you know, just caring about, you know, uh, the, the safety protocol. You know, AEW, they were, like, testing people almost, like, every week before the show. And they still do that, but... Mm-hmm. It took many months of WWE. It took like four months of WWE to start testing people, and that is absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I, you could kind of see like they were. It was kind of getting again. Uh, it was it was kind of upsetting because it kind of looked from the outside looking in that they were choosing money over their employees. Yeah, and and, and WWE clearly has this this uh. You know, uh, myself. It's all about the money. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and yeah, that was Vince McMahon's promo in 2000, and I remember that promo. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that and, and that and that statement's so true, especially when they have these atrociously bad Saudi shows. Oh boy, yeah. Because because most of most of those American wrestling fans don't give two fuck about these Saudi shows. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's that, it's that uh, they try to make it like it's a, like a big thing, like WrestleMania, and then they're putting it on at twelve o'clock in the afternoon while everybody's working. <laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, nah, I, I don't care for this Saudi stuff, man. Yeah, this Saudi stuff does This Saudi stuff that's only for them. They ain't for us, man. And a whole bunch of the, and then you talk about nostalgic, how we were talking about earlier, those things have just become all the old guys putting on the show, you know, the Shawn Michaels, the Triple H, they did Kane there, Undertaker, Goldberg, like, but, it's like, I what mean, are they that, doing? That, that, Diaz versus, that Diaz versus Bros of Destruction Mass would have been much better back in the late 90s. Yeah, 
totally agree. Like the dude, the dude, the dude that saw the as old washed up dads was just absolute bad. Yeah, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. So you know, I'll, I'll ask you this, all right? Because we can sit here, we could, we could go all day. I know we could go all day talking about all the bad things WWE is doing. Um, what do you think are some of the good things that WWE actually is doing? Well, you know, one of the good things is all uh, the hurt business. Agreed. Man, you know, you know, the hurt business is like, you know, guys like Shelton Benjamin, you barely saw on TV. Bobby Lashley was in that awful, you know, storyline with Lana. Mm-hmm. You know, Sergio Alexander was getting lost in the shuffle. You know, MVP, you know, came along and told these brothers, you know, I know the struggles that y'all went through, so I'm going to, you know, help y'all get over and what he has done a phenomenal job in getting these guys over and making them a legit friend, even bigger friend than uh, Retribution. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's that's why man, these guys look like look like look like me look like a mean bucks with those championships. Definitely, definitely, I love it too, man. I think they're they're killing it with them right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and then. Uh, I think that you know, another another thing that I would like about WWE is Raw is Raw gets cut back down to two hours because that first hour is a drag. Yeah, I agree with that. I there think is, I think they need to cut it down too. Yeah, they're, they're, like look, there's, there's too much filler. There's too many like promos and standards, and there's too many commercials on Raw. Yeah, that's true. You get rid of those fillers. You get rid of. Those extra commercials, you can squeeze all of that into two hours, still have enough time, still make it exciting, and I think they, they should definitely need to go back to two hours. Yeah, because when they did the when they started going to three hours permanently, uh I, that episode uh scored a three point eight four million viewers. Yeah. And ever since that time they pushed away over half of their audience. Yeah. No, that's true. Don't remember remember how it used to be? It used to be back in the days, Raw was always two hours, and whenever it was a three hour episode, you knew it was something special. So it made you want to watch it. It, it, it. Now it's like they're killing how you know the the excitement of it because everybody used to be excited. I used to be like, oh snap, yeah, we're getting three hours of Raw tonight. Now I'm excited for it to see what's going to happen. But it's like they they they're overdoing it now, and they're just killing it. And it they don't need all of that time. It's way too much time for no reason. Yeah, but but we know WWE's not going to go away from that completely because they made like between thirty to fifty million dollars a year off that third out. Yeah, yeah. Which I which I view which I put the view as waste you know unneeded money. True. True. Like, you know, like I'm like, why would you want to sacrifice the quality of the show? For this X amount of dollars that you clearly don't need. Yeah, if you if you and especially if you if you're taking out that hour every week, then that that's going to equal out to that money that you're losing anyway. It doesn't matter because you you don't need it because you're working less production. Yeah, and all of that, you know, man, the, the show feels so like I'm talking about the three hour on a three hour long. It feels so formulated and so uh, uh, overproduced and overscripted. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's the not one. Of the, yeah, that's not one of the biggest problems with Raw. But yeah, 
Yeah, but at least on SmackDown, it, it's two hours. You know, two hours uh, is much more enjoyable than three hours. Definitely, yeah. I like it. Do you, I, I like SmackDown. I really can't complain too much about SmackDown, about anything that, that's going on there. Uh, the only thing I would like for SmackDown, I honestly, I would like it not to be on Fridays. I, I, I kind of, I don't like, you know, weekend wrestling. I feel like they could draw more if it was like uh, a weekday. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think that way. I feel like if it was on a weekday, it would be better. The perfect night for SmackDown would be on Thursdays because I, I used to roll watching SmackDown on Thursday nights, especially during uh, 2002 through 2005. To me, my favorite era for SmackDown ever. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, that, that, era, that era right there was legendary. You had, you know, Ray and Brock and Kurt and, you know, uh, Eddie and all those uh, other guys that are putting on, man, much more better stellar matches than... Uh, the yeah, definitely. I could, I could definitely. Thursday, I think, would be a lot better. It's like the, you know, Fridays, the weekend. People are doing stuff. Sometimes you don't, you just don't got time to catch something because you could be doing anything. It could be family night. You could be going on a date. You could be doing something with your wife. You could be going out with friends. It's like there's a lot of stuff that could be happening on Fridays that. You just don't catch it. And I feel because of that, like, I watch a lot less SmackDown than I do Raw. And it's not even by choice. It's just because on Monday nights, I'm not doing anything. Friday nights, chances are I'm probably going to be doing something. Yeah, because Friday night, you'll probably be either doing something. You'll probably, you know, hanging out with family or friends or something else. But, like, there's a very hard chance that you're going to miss, you know, SmackDown on Friday night compared to Thursday night. Definitely, definitely. So, all right. So, how do you how do you feel about? I'll tell you my my thoughts on this after I, I ask you about it. Um, how do you feel about WWE and you know the champions that they have right now? So, like the majority of their champions are you know either black or you have Roman who's you know Samoan and you have Oscar who's uh, Asian. So, how how do you feel about that? And yeah, yeah, hey. Hey, and the one thing I do like, well, about WWE compared to, uh, unlike AEW is that, um, you know, they, you know, there's more diverse representation among the champions. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not booked the best, like the street problems are not booked the best. And even Oscar's been reduced to a, you know, glorified cheerleader over the past, I'd say seven months. Mm-hmm. For, you know, while her role women's so, you know, and now, and now we already know that Becky Lynch is coming back and, and trying to take that title. But yep. then there's another problem. Charlotte is gunning for that title. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Yeah, because when you have the like the same women gunning for the same problem, that creates a that creates a complication of a problem in the raw women's division. Yeah, and I, I think it, it sucks for Oscar because I think Oscar is a, a very good wrestler. I think she's a good entertainer as well, and it sucks for her because it's like you know with Charlotte being back, you know with uh, Becky Lynch on her way back, that could mean trouble for her. That means she's probably going to lose that title, and we don't know what's going to happen to her. Maybe she falls back into you know obscurity of doing nothing, or maybe Becky goes to. Uh, SmackDown, and then now, you know, Sasha has a problem. Now Sasha's losing the title. So there's a whole bunch of things that can be, you know, messed up from, you know, all these people returning back. Even though 
it is exciting to see their back, the potential matchups that could be happening. But you know eventually that there's going to be these people that are going to be losing their titles. Yeah, because we know. Yeah, we know. Yeah, and we know they're going to have Oscar drop the title to either one of them at some point. May, most likely, maybe either at the Rumble or at Mania. Yeah, yeah. So, and you, you know, something, something I look out, I look out with this. Um, you know, I'm happy when I when I see stuff like this. You know, r Truth, twenty four seven champion, Sasha, women's champion, Street Profits, Hurt Business yeah. tag champions, Bobby Lashley and Big E. The uh, Intercontinental and U.S. Champion. Um, the the only thing that I I hope that they're not doing is that they're doing this just because it's a hot topic right now. You know what I mean? That you know the whole Black Lives Matter and everything that's been going on. And I hope they're not doing this just because of that and not giving and, and just handing these titles to them, not actually believing in their abilities to be you know good champions. You, you know, I have to agree with what you just said. I, I really hope myself that they're not doing it just because of that. So, because that was my that was my first worry with all of that, and um, you know, but hey, hopefully we'll see where it goes, and hopefully that's not what they're doing, and you know, because I like seeing these guys doing their thing, and I like seeing them at the top of the company for sure. Yeah, um, you know, uh, man, Keith Lee, um. Man, as bad as he's been booked on the main roster, he had a hell of a match with Drew McIntyre on Raw. Yes. Man, the, the Spanish fight he did on Drew McIntyre was sick. Yep, it was good. It was sick to the point. It, it was sick to the point that he almost killed himself when he banged his head on the back after he, you know, landed. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was like, damn, man, you got you got to be careful with that. You almost killed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. He's just putting it putting it all on the line out there. Yeah, but um, but the one thing I hate about his title match was that it was wasted on a meaningless episode overall. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That 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 it was a, a pretty that, pointless that, that, episode. That should, say, right, that should have been saved for the Rumble than Drew versus Goldberg. Yeah, I would have rather seen that at uh, at the pay per view instead of that. But um, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they got they got big plans for him in the Royal Rumble. So I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I don't. Hey, I don't think. Uh huh. If they if they let Drew go over go over uh, Oldberg, then that's going to make everybody happy. Yeah, I'd be happy. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I would definitely. I would if like they, that. And, and you know, if Retribution beats Goldberg's <laughs> ass during the cause of disqualification, people will be happy. For once, at retribution. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's true too. <laughs> that definitely, that yeah. definitely be true. It, it was the scenario I just fought it off. Oh man! Because you know, because you know, T-Bar tweeted, "Would y'all like to see us uh, kick Goldberg's ass?" And uh, plenty of many people said, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I think that'd be the one time people would definitely be happy to see them. Yeah. How do you? How did you? Um, did you get a chance to watch uh, AEW and uh, Snoop Dogg's appearance? Um, you know, I, you know, uh, I, I didn't watch the, the I, I didn't watch uh, Dynamite, but uh, the Brody episode was very emotional. Compared yeah. to WWE's last, compared to WWE's 
let's be honest, not being biased, Black loves the underwhelming tributes to him. Yeah. That episode was very emotional. I, I couldn't watch the episode because I knew that would be very emotional. I've heard many people on, on social media say that they cried so heavy during the episode. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a pretty uh pretty emotional episode for sure. Yeah, I um you know I I can understand what you know what that little kid is going through because you know I lost about you know three relatives when I was um, a child myself. Yeah. So you know I understand the the pain and hurt that comes with losing someone that you love at such a young age. Yeah, for sure. Can only uh can only imagine and um. You know, it's, it's it's a lot of good things going. Hey, you know that they uh, they actually gave him a contract, and you know they they want to work with him when he gets older. And you know, I thought that was uh, pretty cool of them to do. And they're still you know paying out Brody's contract to the family and all that. So I think they handled it pretty well, and I think they did a a really good job representing Brody. You know, in his passing. Yeah, but the way WWE went about it, they were like. Oh, Bone Pass, uh, we'll, we'll just do a little bit of tribute. We won't care too much for the guy. We'll just do a little bit of bitty tribute, and that's just it. That's how they went about it. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I knew that. Um, we, we kind of talked about that too, and, um, you know, I don't know. I kind of felt like, let's say if it was vice versa, let's say WWE did something that was really great. Number one, I didn't expect WWE to do anything really great because they don't really do anything great for anybody anyway but then i think if they would have did something then uh maybe fans would have been mad like why are you taking that shine away from aw when that was his home company you know what i mean yeah there there were like i will say there were other ways they could have did that yeah yeah no definitely they could have you know put together a package or something a video package (laughs) you know something something Yeah, I think you know that. Do you know the thing? I'll I will give them credit. I think they did do something like that. I think they they had some Brody Lee special that they did drop that day. So I I believe I I want to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure that they did. I didn't get to watch it, but I did see them post something about the WWE Network and um about something that they had dropped special for him. So. They did that part. They just didn't do anything on the actual show itself. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully this 24 documentary on him will actually uh, be available on the network soon. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, but no, this, um, this episode that, you know, they did, um, you know, recently was when Snoop, Snoop Dogg made his appearance and we all saw the clips of him online, um, you know, flying off of the the top rope. <laughs> it did, it wasn't the best splash in the world, but you know he he tried his best. So <laughs> it was it was entertaining to say the least. I, I'll give him that part. You know, you know, you know uh, his cousin Sasha Banks. You know, saw the clip and tweeted, "Hey, cuz we got to work on that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, man, hey, the, you know the, the splash was so bad, but it was so amazing at the same time. I could Oh man, yeah, it was it was it was crazy, man. I was like, what? I think Snoop kind of did this before the show. Uh-huh. You know, it was a song. I remember one of his most famous songs. It 
it was a collaboration that he did with Dre and uh, Nate Dogg back in the day. Uh huh. You want to you want to know what that song is? Which, which one are you talking about? Smoke weed every day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Man, that's one of his most famous songs to date. Oh man, that's crazy. He, 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 hey, he had he had to have got the hot boy show. I, I mean that's always. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a time he isn't like that. But you know the funniest part is like he was up there and he um he's telling the guys to move him closer so he could jump on. I'm like Snoop Dogg is like six foot five. It's like why the hell you need to move the guy closer? They need to be moving him farther. I think that's what made the. Yeah, hey, he did look. You know, he he kind of look. Um, damn, what's that word? Yeah, he was very uh, anxious, by the way. Yeah. Now, you look kind of nervous, and there was, you know, some, uh, you know, hesitation on, you know, before and during the move. <laughs> yeah, the rope was shaking and everything. But, hey, I did, it was it was entertaining. You can say that, man. Everybody tuned in for it, and everybody, uh, everybody was retweeting it and everything, talking about it. So, he did his job. That was, yeah. that was what he was supposed to do. <laughs> hey, at least his debut was better than Matt Sidell's debut. No, yeah, 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 definitely. That's a fact. Because when Matt Sidell debut, when he tried to do a move from the top rope, man, he nearly killed himself. Yeah, he done slipped off the the rope. Yeah, he almost. Yeah, that was bad. That's pretty bad. No, but no, that, that's the one takeaway from uh, you know Snoop's uh, you know debut on Dynamite was that it, it was better than Matt Sidell. Yeah, I'll give I'll give him that. I'll give him that. <laughs> Even as as funny as it was, I'll, I'll definitely I'll give him that one. Uh, how do you yeah. think? What do you, what, so so? <laughs> what do you think about um kind of like that connection between like you know hip hop and wrestling as well? You think it would be smart for them to you know partner up with some of these you know hip hop artists and bring some of them in? You know WWE kind of had their thing going with Cardi B the other day when she was. Tweeting back and forth with some wrestlers. Now we got Snoop Dogg actually getting in the ring here. Um, do you think it's a good idea to do something like that? Well, you know, there's always been a correlation between music and wrestling. That's always been um, a 30-plus-year relationship dating back to the uh, rock and wrestling era of the mid-1980s. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there have been plenty of musical artists that appear that wrestling show like you know, Lip Biscuit, um, by the way, appeared at uh, uh, WrestleMania. Yep. You know, uh, Insane Cloud, Cloud Posse appeared at WCW. I, one of my favorite performances on live wrestling TV was uh, between, you know, Master P and Neil No Limit performing on, uh, you know, an episode of Nitro on the June 21st, 1999 episode. Give me Orleans, by the way. Because No Limit was still hot that time. Yep. They did a lot of performance on Nitro, man. I loved it. Yeah, the No Limit Soldiers. Yeah. And then they were, um, I remember they were also in the store along with the uh, the Healers Stable West, West Texas Redneck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Kurt Henning, and he had his uh, his song he made, yeah. that I Hate Rap. That was funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was a funny that was a funny rivalry between those two those two cliques as well. Oh man. 
So so besides um besides WWE uh and you know we talked about AEW as well. What what other wrestling are you watching? Are you watching Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW stuff like that? Yeah, you know, I, I've been watching plenty of indie matches. Uh, I would say, like, last month, I watched the most wrestling matches I've ever watched in a day in my entire life. I watched 10 wrestling matches in a day. Oh, man. And here's the kicker about it. All of them were women's matches. Nice. On the indies. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The women are killing it right now, man. Like, like this right here is definitely the peak of women's wrestling, you know? You know, because women's you know wrestling has evolved from you know, the, the raunchy stuff to the more serious stuff. Yeah. Women are giving, they're giving their shot and they're, and they're showing that they can do it just as good, if not even better than the men do it. Yeah. For example, on, like, on, on the, um, for example, in WWE, um, uh, you know, um, uh, some of the women's matches are better than the men's matches on the main roster. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. The perfect example is this, uh, Hell in the Cell 2019, Sasha and Becky was better than all the men's matches on this show. Yeah, that I could I could agree with that for sure. Yeah, and then women are continuously killing it, um, and I know they're going to yeah. c- keep killing it. And and I think honestly, if you look at uh, especially like WWE, for them, I think through this pandemic, you can see like Bailey, Sasha, Oscar. Uh, even when they had the Kabuki Warriors, when Sasha was with uh, her partner, I mean, Oscar was with her partner. Um, like the women were like holding up the company during that time. Like they, they, oh, yeah, they were definitely making like they were the most entertaining things on TV the whole time that we were at home during quarantine. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, like yeah, Bailey and Sasha, uh, man, pretty much carried the entire company on their back throughout that entire year of 2020. And um, even during even during Roman's absence, they were still carrying the company. Yeah. You know, there, there, there were, like, I would say outside of that, the worst women's segment of last year, at least in WWE, was that got off of karaoke segment. Yeah, that was the worst thing ever. I don't even know. That reminded me of the old days of the BS that they yeah. used to do with the women. Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. The searches, man, and, and stuff like that. I'm like, man, nobody won't see that shit in 2020, man. Nah, nah, nah. I get the entertainment yeah, aspect, man. but that was like, that was pretty bad. Yeah, man, that 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 segment was got was cringeworthily bad. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, oh, oh, hopefully we won't see that shit again. Definitely. But yeah, um, you know, um, uh, oh yeah, last night, uh, me and Ripley pretty much had her swan song in NFT when she uh, put over uh, Raquel Gonzalez, who's been really hot, man, since the women's war game match. And I saw that match, I loved it. Yeah, yep. I thought that was, that was, man, a, that was a great match. That was a great match. Man, that was phenomenal, man. Raquel Gonzalez, she was the breakout star of that match, man. She killed, man, Eel Shirai out of the out of the cage for over 10 minutes in the match. Yeah. <laughs> it is, Yep. And then, for the clean, wow. Yep. I think she uh, she definitely has a bright future ahead of her, man. She has a great look, uh, a lot of talent, and um, 
I know there's going to be a lot of good things coming for her this year. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to but, definitely, uh, definitely yeah, see what yeah. happens there. Yeah, she definitely, uh, you know, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley and supposedly Rhea Ripley's uh, squad talk for NFT, by the way. Uh-huh. Because, uh, yeah, she could definitely, um, you know, be here in the Women's Royal Rumble match. Yeah, no, that that's definitely true. I can see that. I can see, I can see, yeah. I can see the workings already, man. You know, they putting her in the Royal Rumble. Charlotte wins the title before then, and they're setting back up for Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte at WrestleMania this time for the Raw Championship. I can see that happening. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see an Oscar, another Oscar versus Charlotte match, especially at Mania. We always seen the Oscar Charlotte feud be so played out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I certainly don't want to see Oscar versus Becky either. Yeah, that I don't want to see that either. But yeah, you got to know that I, they you got to know that she's coming back for Oscar because um, she yeah. just handed the title to her. So you know she yeah. has she has yeah, to get her title match. Yeah, so I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not too keen on that idea either. Yeah, definitely. Let me let me ask you too. Um, you know, I'll I'll start. Actually, my last couple of questions, but when it comes to, uh, you know, we we're talking about Legends Night, uh, and there was a lot of news around um, Hulk Hogan and, um, you know, the response that he was getting from some of the younger wrestlers in the locker room, and, you know, he's saying they were being cold towards him, and um, I kind of felt like, I kind of, I know you made a post about it, so I'll let you say your point on it, but I I kind of felt like he, he, he was kind of... I don't I don't know. He was kind of like he was like shading what he was trying to say because he was like, "Oh, the younger guys, I think they're they're being cold to me because they don't really know who I am and stuff." I was like, "What?" I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. You know why they're not? They're showing you they're being cold to you. Like why are you avoiding? Yeah, what? Yo, you know the, the 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 way he answered it came off as very cold. Like you know uh disingenuous. Yeah. Because everybody knows who the man is. The reason why the young guys don't want to mess with you, let let's be honest. Hulk Hogan is a has been. He he played out. Nobody wants to see him anymore. Nobody cares about the guy anymore. Mm-hmm. That that's the basic simple answer I can come up with for that question. Definitely. Not to mention his the uh, him uh his racist statements on top of it too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, when WWE reinstated him, I think in 2018, and um, you know, he he went to the backstage uh, at a street rules that you're trying to apologize, and the black wrestlers back there were not having any of it. Yeah, yeah, they called the bust him off and said, "Fuck out of here." Crazy, crazy. See, I don't know. I, you know, that's something. Um, that's something I always kind of thought about too. Um. Because I felt like, you know, now in 2020, you know, we're highly represented in the sport of wrestling. And I felt like a lot a lot of those years we weren't. So I felt like, you know, as, as of being a fan and as, uh, you know, black wrestlers in uh, the business as well, we kind of like let a lot of stuff slide. So it's like a lot of stuff was done back in the days we let slide. Even like right now, I feel kind of like with the Hulk Hogan thing. Like 
a lot of it is being let, you know, they're letting it slide and not black wrestlers in particular because we're actually speaking out on it. But, you know, like WWE is letting it slide. Uh, things that happened, you know, they talked about, you know, Tessa Blanchard and situations she had. I feel like that wasn't never fully addressed. We let that slide and Tessa will come back and everybody accept her. No problem. Like there's a lot of things and I feel like there's way too many. If it's not, if it doesn't pertain to, you know, um, assaulting a woman or assaulting a child, if it has to do with race, I feel like we let that slide too much. Yeah, and I, and I think that needs to change. You know, anybody who, you know, did something wrong, you know, should um, not be given preferential treatment. They should, you know, definitely pay for it. There, there needs to be uh, some type of consequence for that. Definitely. So, you know, not, nothing should ever, you know, let, be left unchecked. Definitely. Definitely. No, I, I, t- I totally agree on that. And, um, you know, definitely wrestling is changing for the better. I think the wrestling community as a whole, um, I think, has improved a lot. And, um, you know, even with just relationships that I have with the different people of different backgrounds that I have. And, you know, I, I enjoy it. I feel like wrestling is probably, you know, the only sport where so many different people of different backgrounds, different opinions, different views, like we come together to, you know, with with our love of this of this sport of wrestling. Yeah, you know, um, you know, just like um, you know, John Mossa said the other day, wrestling is not just a sport, it's a community. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, because, you know, for many of us, you know, wrestling uh, you know, helps us escape, you know, real life issues, whether it be like personal issues, uh, emotional issues. It also helps, uh, you know, uh, alleviate uh, mental issues that we may have. And, you know, many people uh, have even credited wrestling for saving their lives. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. And uh, so that, so that right there, those are some of the most uh, amazing things about, you know, wrestling when it comes to us as fans. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think, you know, I kind of think that's kind of how it ties in too as well is that, you know, we love wrestling so much and we think of all the things that wrestling has done for us, you know, individually, just the things, like you said, saving some people's lives. And then when bad things happen in it, it's like, it kind of hurts you that something so bad, like the thing, like even when I talk about Hulk Hogan, like that hurts me because Hulk Hogan was a childhood superhero for a lot of kids my and my age coming up. So when you see somebody that you looked up to all that time and then you hear him say something on a recording so bad about people that look like you, that just hurts you so bad. Yeah, it, it, it hurts you to the point where it, it makes you not be, the, not be a fan of his anymore. It's like, okay, you know, I was a fan of yours for all these years, mm-hmm. but once you, you know, say something like that, you pretty much tarnish your legacy, at least outside of wrestling in my Definitely. The impact, the, impact that, the impact that he's had on the business will never be tarnished. Yes. But the, his legacy outside of it has been tarnished. Yep. Totally agree. Totally, definitely agree. But, um, you know, it was, it was, this talk is great. Like I said, we could go on for hours and hours and hours talking about this. And, um, I definitely, I definitely, you know, 
I want to hook up again in the future with you and, you know, we'll set something up on that end. Um, but as far as you, like on social media, uh, where people could check out, you know, your writings on wrestling and stuff like that, how would fans be able to do that? You know, just uh, go to uh, bloodsonline.com if you want to, you know, check out articles about, uh, you know, wrestling related, you know, topics and issues that I talk about. Perfect. Awesome. And that's Blurds, Blurds, B L E R D S online.com, right? Yeah. Blurdsonline.com. And Kwame, man, I, I thank you so much for coming on, you know, taking the time. Uh, we worked through the technical difficulties. We got it going. <laughs> so, uh, I appreciate you taking the time and coming on and talking with me tonight. Sure thing, man. Definitely. And that's Kwame. Make sure you check out his writings. Like you said, blurdsonline.com. Uh, you could definitely follow us uh, at Rap and Wrestle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Check this episode out on YouTube as well and all of our other episodes. And for this episode, it's Derek, it's Kwame, and we are out. <laughs>